Welcome to More Than A Few Words, marketing conversation for business owners. This is your host, Lorraine Ball. And today, we're going to talk about branding. I know, we've talked about branding a lot, but it is a big topic. And today, we're going to really focus in on how do you know when it's time to update or refresh your brand. And to have that conversation, I am so excited that Amanda Garacio has joined me. Amanda is an expert brand strategist and designer. She helps clarify messy brain dumps around what you want your brand to be and translate those abstract ideas into concrete, aligned visuals through her proven branding process. She's got more than 15 years of experience across a wide range of industries and clientele, and she's going to share all of her secrets with us today. (laughs) Amanda, welcome to the show. Uh, Thank you for having me, Lorraine. Okay, so let's dive into this topic because, you know, I have the attention span of a flea, and I think a lot of business owners do, and they're like, (laughs) oh, but I've used those colors forever, and it's time for a refresh. But- A lot of times it isn't, but sometimes it is. What are the signs that your brand really needs a little bit of a facelift? Okay, yeah. So this is a great question. Um, The biggest one is, and I know we're sick of this word after the past two years, but if you've had a pivot in your business, if your services or your products have changed, if your audience has changed, if your business has just completely changed, then your branding needs to change with with it. That's like the most obvious one. Other signs that it might be time for a rebrand would be if it just feels off, like it's not, you know, maybe you're embarrassed to use it because it's out of date or, you know, you put it together a couple of years ago in like Word or Canva or something. And it just uh, gives you that uh, feeling. Um, You know, you can do better than that. You don't have to settle for that uh, feeling. So that could be a really strong sign too. Absolutely. I want to go back to that first one because to me, Mm -hmm. the first one is really more about changing your messaging and it, it may or may not impact your visuals. And the second one is definitely much more about the visuals. That's true. There are different aspects to branding. Yeah, with a pivot, you're definitely you know, the focus is on the messaging and it can be your visuals as well, depending on how much you're changing. But yeah, if you're, you know, if you're embarrassed by your branding or it's old or like just feels, uh, then that is a sign that it was not ever strategic or aligned and you need to take care of that. (laughs) Absolutely. So, you know, as you're thinking about, okay, I'm ready for a refresh. Um, the logo's a few years old. The colors scream 2010. There's just, the, the color palette was very hip and very cool then, but it was maybe a little too trendy. We're 10 years past that and you want to look, you want to look modern, but you also maybe want to have colors that are going to stay with you. How do you Absolutely. approach the process? Yeah, that's a good question. Yeah, uh, going with the trendy things is always kind of a uh, because in a couple of years they're going to change. So absolutely, that's something to try to be mindful of. Um, the first step, and this is where the strategy comes in, is to go back to your core brand. Think about like what do you want your business to be? Like, what are the qualities you want to be known for? The personality you want to give off? The audience you're trying to reach? Because those things really guide not just the visual side, but the messaging and everything too. Um, And then you can kind of look at 
your visuals, your messaging and say, okay, is how I've been doing that. Is it communicating that? Is it communicating what I say I want my business to communicate? If not, that's when you need to adjust. And so for things like a trendy color palette, um, you know, why did you pick those colors originally? Was there something in the color psychology or with your audience that that really worked? If so, then maybe you just need to change up the shade, the particular exact shade a little bit. If you chose it simply because it was trendy and you liked the look of it, then you're probably going to have to go back to the drawing board and start over and be a little bit more strategic. So it kind of depends on the specific business, but those are two ways to approach it. You know, it's funny because um, I had my agency for 20 years and when I first started it, I was just coming out of corporate. And so I loved mauves and grays and the designer I was working with told me to go paint my office that color, but then I... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that I couldn't have it for my brand. And I was really kind of a little bit of offended, but he was like, you know, your brand is all about fun and energy and there is nothing fun or energetic Mauve about those gray colors. Are not energetic colors. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So he, that he gave you some good advice. Like mm-hmm. if you say you want your business to be fun and energetic, then you have to pick things that match that. Right. Absolutely. And it's funny because we, you know, we, we went through transitions over the years and we stayed in the family, but we did exactly what you just suggested, where we dialed down the blue a little bit. So it wasn't quite as electric as we Mm -hmm. matured as a company. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So, so as I'm thinking about doing this and I'm looking at my colors, what else what else should I be thinking about in the bigger picture of my brand that I need to be auditing and maybe adjusting? Yes. So the, the big three, as far as the visuals are your color palette, the fonts you're using and your logo suite. So those are kind of the three pillars of your visual brand. So just like with colors, fonts have personalities and vibes they give off. So you need to revisit that and make sure they're communicating what you want them to just in how they look, not just in the words they say. And then your logo, this is one of those like a case by case basis. It depends on what logo you're starting with, especially in this day and age, you want to make sure you have a versatile logo suite. And what I mean by that is you have your main logo that has like, you know, the full name, the full icon or symbol, if you have one, whatever, like the, the, the big picture one, but you need to have versions of it Maybe you pull out just the icon. Maybe you have just the words. Maybe it's a different layout. You need to have different versions for mobile, for responsive websites, for different areas that you're going to use it. That will really make it versatile and you can use it anywhere you need to. That is so true. I had a horizontal logo and it was great when we put it at the top of the website. It was wonderful. But then the world went to all of these social media platforms and everything was square. And so we actually had to develop a little icon that felt like us and started to use that on social media, but then also had to remember to bring it back onto the website so that people didn't go from one to the other and go, wait a minute, who are you? Exactly. Yeah. And a lot of times, even just, you know, if your logo has a symbol, taking that symbol and just having it on its own as your social media avatar, that's a good way to tie it together. Or taking, you know, the font that your logo's in and taking like the initials of your business name and making that into its own little avatar. That's a good quick way to do it too. And that's what we ultimately ended up doing. 
and it was very, very recognizable as us because we used some very unusual fonts. But there you go. The challenge of every new device and every new shape, and just when you <sighs> think you've got things <laughs> like you've got a whole suite and you're done, you're not. <laughs> yeah, I I think if you at least have like you know, the stacked version, the horizontal version, and then a standalone mark, that'll serve you for most use cases. You may have to like tweak something for some unusual thing that comes up. But if you have those three, you're at least pretty set. Yeah, there was a period there where I think it was Google and somebody else was putting your logo in a circle. So you had this square logo, but then they were putting a circle around it. They would crop it, yeah. (laughs) You had to downsize it so it would display correctly. You know, as you're talking about this, yes, you can do branding on your own. You can go to Canva. But if this is your business, if this is something you're going to be investing in for the long haul, mm-hmm. you know, getting the advice of a professional early on will give you great tools. Oh, my gosh. It'll put you like leaps ahead of where you would have been if you tried to do it on your own. Because just like you said, with the designer you hired who told you, okay, go paint your office that color. That's not a good fit for your brand. That was, I mean, that was good advice. And uh, having some outside perspective can keep you from, you know, making those kind of missteps necessarily. You fall in love with a font or a color and you really don't think about the implications. And that's where I think design, you know, a professional designer makes such a difference because they've worked with so many different fonts Mm -hmm. and they can look at it and go, yeah, that's going to be great until you try to type a number. Yeah. Or uh, I see people too, the, like not even knowing how to use fonts, like the people that spaced out the letters on like the script fonts. And it's like, no, No. that's not. (laughs) But, you know, on the, the, the other thing is that if you get like good guidelines, like, you know, as you said, you know, you get your three pillars from your designer, mm-hmm. you can do a lot on your own once oh, you yeah. have those three pillars. Yeah, they are great building blocks. And a good designer will also give you, you know, a handy PDF brand guidelines book so you know how to use it all too, which is helpful. <laughs> Very helpful. Well, Amanda, this has been terrific. I'm going to encourage all of our guests that if you guys are interested in learning more about Amanda, there'll be a link to her website in the show notes. Amanda, thank you for being a part of the show. Thank you so much for having me on, Lorraine. This was great. This was a lot of fun. If you've enjoyed today's conversation, if you'd like to find other resources for your business, be sure to drop by digitaltoolbox.club. Watch a video, download a worksheet, see what you need to learn to grow your business. This has been another episode of More Than A Few Words. Thanks for listening.